0: Have you ever wondered why people choose to pay a higher rate? It isn't for the reasons you'd expect. Welcome to In Debt with Ulrika Lobo. I'm the Director of Sparrow Loans, a private property lender in Australia. Interest rates and private lending are just one piece of the puzzle. Borrowers have had to contend with a lender's readiness to settle, their fee structure and the flexibility they can offer. You need to really know the lender you're dealing with and looking at just one variable won't do that for you. So while a low rate may seem like a green flag for your choice of lender, it could be concealing hidden costs that will add thousands to a business project or stop a development from going ahead altogether. Furthermore, it may also be inaccessible due to the lending parameters. Let me share some insights on why rate isn't everything in private lending. For example, a lender that can settle on time is better than one that simply offers a low interest rate. Low interest rates may seem like a bargain at first. You've been searching online for hours and nothing has grabbed your attention. Then it appears. The golden goose of rate offers. A rate too good to miss that promises to blow your mind. Getting approved for a loan like that would be a huge dopamine rush. But there is an immediate catch. A low interest rate means nothing if a lender can't settle on time. It's all about whether you receive your funds when you need them. Borrowers in private lending often time pressured and under the pump to close a deal. They could be hoping to acquire a lucrative property asset, trying to get their development off the ground, or looking to cover a tax debt to stave off the insolvency practitioners. In any case, having their funding fall through at the last minute would be disastrous. It would cost a lot more than the difference between a higher and a lower interest rate. It could close off crucial opportunities and signal the death of their business. Low rates mean nothing without money behind them. In fact, a lender that doesn't deliver is summoning the vultures at settlement. Property developers know this pain well. They can deal with projects with values north of $100 and their money is often tied to the success of the project, so if their funding is delayed even slightly, they could be in for a world of financial pain. Without the funds they need, they're forced into delaying their subcontractors, builders and architects. This can erode their margins and irreparably damage relationships with important stakeholders. A slow settlement can throw your acquisition and refinancing plans into limbo. When acquiring a property, it does pay to settle fast. Let's run through a scenario to explain why. Taylor runs a candle business in Piedmont and is looking to acquire a shopfront in Marrickville. Her business is in great shape and her candle's rival, even the best from Glasshouse, After a long property search, Taylor comes across the perfect place and is in the process of acquiring it. He finds a private lender knowing that she is tight on time, but she also likes their cheap rate, and she gets approved for funding. Happy days, but as settlement approaches, the funds have yet to arrive. The tumbleweeds blow across the financial savannah. To add salt to the wound, they hit her a few days later with, sorry, but we can't do anything about the delay. It's just going to take a couple more days. And a couple of days later, she hears the same thing. Ouch. This is where the problems really start to build. As Taylor's contract of sale becomes unconditional, any delay in settlement incurs a fee as stipulated in the contract. She's served a penalty notice and is told that she has 14 days to remedy the situation. To make matters worse, she's charged a penalty interest on each day of the delay if she doesn't find funding within 14 days, she could lose the property altogether. In Taylor's case, the low rate clearly wasn't such a sell after all, costing her thousands in default interest costs, straining her credit record and leaving her property acquisition in the lurch. Unfortunately, a loan that doesn't settle on time is a reality many borrowers have to face. Not even the big four banks are immune. So it pays to have certainty around your lender's ability to settle. When it comes to refinancing, it's a similar story. If your funding falls through while you're attempting to refinance, you might technically enter default. This gives the lender your refinancing from the right to charge high penalty interest. This will nullify much of the cost advantages associated with refinancing and add a black stain to your credit record. Sometimes the promise of low rates can actually be seen as financial gaslighting to increase their lead generation. After that, once you get through the process a little bit, they'll usually share all the reasons the particular deal can't access the rate that you actually came for in the first place. From there, the sunk costs of time and effort used to go through the application process might sway you to accepting a higher rate. Low interest rates in the private lending sector are generally round hole square peg situations. Another thing to consider is that lenders charging higher rates are often willing to take on more risk. Have you ever heard the saying, no risk, no reward? Well, the same principle applies to lending. Private lenders willing to take on riskier borrowers or accept riskier terms will charge borrowers a higher rate. But what does this increased risk actually look like? Private lenders are more willing to deal with, say, specialized assets, which are riskier. This includes working with a wider range of financial needs and borrowers who want to secure their loans with unconventional assets. For example, an agricultural business might want to secure a loan against their equipment or an IT company against their intellectual property. Lenders working in this field take unique and real world situations in stride. They have the expertise to offer terms that will be fit for purpose. These types of borrowers would face a lot of struggle with the banks in accepting particular and specialized types of assets as security, but it may also be the best option for their business structure and for their loan purpose. So while it does cost more, it may also be their only option that is fit for purpose. Lenders charging higher rates are also able to think more commercially. Rather than force borrowers into a rigid lending matrix and reject them if they miss a certain parameter, these lenders approve borrowers on a case-by-case basis. This means they can get a better grasp of the nature and complexities of a borrower's financial situation to take into consideration. This lets borrowers who don't fit neatly into traditional lending models access the right finance solutions. In turn, borrowers with tax debts or defaults may be eligible for a loan if they present a compelling deal, have good cash flow, or devise a strong exit strategy. Part of thinking commercially might be allowing higher LVRs than they normally would if the project requires it. The ability to go to a higher LVR will allow borrowers to settle on deals they couldn't previously, turning barriers into bridges. By personalising their lending approach, private lenders increase their risk, hence the higher rates. Finding the right lender for the deal is better than finding the cheapest rate to squeeze into. This is also because businesses have to weather the loan for a period of time. If there are changes within the business during this time, you can't be sure that a business won't find themselves in technical default of their loan covenants. This is the true cost of the loan. You have to assess the cost versus the commercial value of flexibility, timeliness, reliability, and smoothness of exit. It's worth looking at the dormant costs that would come into play when you try to fit a square peg in a round hole. To summarize, let's take it back to our first example, the candle business that lost a property due to a loan that didn't settle. They were burned from their past deal falling through, pardon the pun, but taking some of the insights from this podcast, perhaps things would have been different. If she had listened to it, maybe Taylor would have been more selective in her choice of lender. She would make sure the lender could actually deliver on a fast settlement, which is what she absolutely needed. When she thought about it, rate would have been at the bottom of her list of priorities. I hope I've now covered why interest rates aren't everything when it comes to private lending. The flexibility of funds, the ability to settle on time and reliably, and the transparency of the loan covenants are all crucial factors that can't be captured in just one number. So while rate is important because you don't want to be getting ripped off, it's not the only thing you should consider the next time you're looking for funding in the private space. Thank you again for listening to In Debt with Ulrika Lobo. Happy Friday, and I hope you have a lovely weekend. I'll see you back here next week.